And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel to understand the things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths into our lives. To start off with, Stephen rocks the house with the gift of being able to see right into the throne of God. And at this moment, and at that moment of sacrificing his life, it connects him to Jesus in the most profound way. What's even more amazing is that he sees Jesus standing. When Jesus is described as being at the Father's right hand, he's always sitting. But in this scene, Jesus is standing. Is that an acknowledgement of Stephen's love for him? Maybe. But one thing's for sure. Heaven's beings are not frozen. We've talked about this before. They sit, they stand, they move, they sing, and they groove. That's right. They're in heaven. Let's freak out. Yeah. Freak out. Okay, well, that's what happened because uh, this is how the unbelievers responded to Stephen seeing Jesus. They flipped out. Does that sound familiar? They became so upset because Stephen had a clear, non-diluted, honest, and earnest picture of Jesus. They lost it. They covered their ears. They screamed loud enough to drown out Stephen's words, and they rushed after him. They killed him. Why would it or should it be different today than it was back then? In specific ways, it is exactly the same. And finally, the last two prayers of Stephen are masterpieces of how the grace of God works through the lives of his children. The first prayer is for the Lord to receive him. Stephen just wants in. He asks Jesus to bring him on home. The second prayer is for the people who have done all this wrong to him to be forgiven. Who does that sound like? It sounds just like Jesus. When we love Jesus, we want to follow his example. He didn't ignore sin. He, his prayer for the people that were hurting him was for them to receive mercy. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemusincrease.org. Not a lot of people do, but you can do it live during the show. It does happen. Every once in a while, I get a spam, but, you know, most of the time not. David at hemusincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's how you text, 214-210-8483. Don't call 
that number. And then you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And that, my friends, that's like receiving an unsolicited compliment. <laughs> and then you will be... I'm just having fun now. It's over. People are just like, where are you going with this? Thing? No idea. I don't know. Uh, bottom line, if you have a thought, a comment, a question, if you have an opinion, if you got something you want to share, great. It's just not a kvetch fest, okay? It's not the place to sit there and go, wah, 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 wah. First of all, that's the teacher in the Charlie Brown uh, uh, place, so don't do not do not do that. And then the second thing is it's it doesn't really do you any good to complain about it all. Because all you're doing is telling God you don't trust that he knows what he's doing. That's a big problem right there, right? But if you want to share a praise report, if you want to share a, a prayer request, we'll join you in that process. We, we pray for the nations. We pray for people. We pray for situations. Because it's what we ought to do in carrying one another's burdens. We have a call from the Lord to love each other with, with everything we got. And in order to do that, we have to know what's going on with one another, and we have to take up the burden of one another. That's the way you do it. And so we encourage that process here on the show. The other thing that we do is we do Bible trivia. We do Bible trivia to keep the Bible front and center because it is the core of the truth. It is the plumb line by which we operate. So here's your Bible trivia question. What man, as if uh, you didn't know, what man is most mentioned in the Bible? There you go. Just that simple. What man is most mentioned in the Bible? There you go. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Couple things to remember that would be very, very helpful for you. One, it's not professional radio, as most people are aware. It's just radio. And then uh, many times it's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. So it you know, has a little bit of flavor to it. It goes kind of up and down and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're asking our trivia question. And the trivia question is, see if I can pick it up. What man, as if you didn't know, is most mentioned, the most mentioned man in the Bible? Again, if you think you know, 972-445-0770, or David at he must increase. Dot org. We have somebody that wants to respond. All right, let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine today. You doing okay today? Doing good. I'm doing uh, still, still a little hot because Noelle and I have not quite figured out or mastered how to put the vent in the window. <laughs> so so we're, we're learning. We're learning. We're being patient. And the dogs are just looking at us like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a challenge by itself. All right. What man, what man is most mentioned in the Bible? Well, this is a total guess, but is it Jesus? Yes, that is correct, Amundo! 
Yes, he is the most mentioned in the Bible. That's why the very first trivia question, it was King David. King David's the second most mentioned person in the Bible, but Jesus is first. So that's, again, you are the best professional guesser we have on trivia. No question about <laughs> All it. All right. Excellent job. Okay. Well, y'all have a good afternoon. All right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Great job. There we go. Okay. So, uh, what do we? Oh, we got, we're doing our uh, teachy thing. All right. Oh, yeah. We do that, don't we? <laughs> do we? Do we? In theory. Okay. In theory. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, are we in trouble. Uh, okay. So then let's play our expository exciting beginning because that just changes everything for everybody. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> wow. All I can say is wow. Wow. Wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Don't you feel moved? <laughs> just, just from hearing that, don't you feel like wow? Okay, here we go. Here's the text. Okay, here's the text. Right. So we had just finished, and uh, we just uh, had noticed, or that as as Stephen is in this process, he in fact was uh, was looking up into heaven. Okay. They were shaking their fists at him in rage, full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in verse 55 in Acts chapter 7, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Okay? Now, verse—I want to pick up the next verse. Verse 56. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened. And the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. So, true to form, Stephen sees the opening of heaven. He, see, he saw Jesus standing next to God the Father. Sees God the Son standing next to God the Father. And he says to them, he says right, right to them. He's like, look! <laughs> like, look! And the irony is they couldn't see it even if they looked. That's the irony. Why? Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They were absent the ability. Remember, Stephen is what? He's full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. And being full of the Holy Spirit, that's verse 55, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward into heaven, saw the glory of God, and saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see heaven open. So he could see, because he was filled with the Spirit, the operation of the kingdom of God right in front of his eyes. And then he said, and I see the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Now, what we do know for sure, because there's a lot of theological twisting that goes in and out, is that people are like, well, Jesus is supposed to be sitting, he's supposed to be standing, he's supposed to be sitting, he's supposed to be sitting. I don't care if he's dancing. What, what, what does that got to do with anything? It's what's going on. And that is God the Father and God the Son, through the vision or for the, for the, through the process of the Holy, God the Holy Spirit, is enabling Stephen to see that they're looking upon him with great approval. And that's what we want to have in our lives. And, you know, there's, there's this long, there's many people that say, well, I want to have a lot of rewards, or I want to have you know, this, or I'm hoping for this. There's, there's every genuine, authentic Christian wants to get before the Lord and hear him say, well done. 
That's what we want. We want, we want them to go, great job. That's what we want. You know, we don't want to hear, oh, I got in by the skin of your teeth. You know, it's like, everybody's getting in by the skin of their teeth. That's not the question. The question is, and that's from a passage which says that the righteous are scarcely saved. But the, the question is, in looking, are we filled with the Holy Spirit? Do we see God the Father, God the Son, through the God the Spirit? Do we have that right picture, that right vision? Do we understand how important that is? Do we see what we're supposed to be seeing because we are filled with the Holy Spirit? And then do we tell people, look, this is what I see, and then tell people? Or are we too embarrassed? Ooh. Ouch. We'll take our break here and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? My guest on the phone today is absolutely no exception and is one of the top tiers. Uh, I want to say welcome to Dr. David Jeremiah from Turning Point. Dr. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, be with you. It's great to have you on the show. I was doing a little bit of research, and I just wanted to ask you, because I want to talk about the new book, and I want to talk about the study Bible you just released and Turning Point, but I was going over some of the materials you've done, and I, and I, on my list I have that you've done at this point, and if I'm wrong, correct me, uh, at least 53 books with three New York Times bestsellers and one about to be a fourth New York Times bestseller, 100 Bible study guides, and you sold more than 4 million books. Is that right? Well, you know more about that than I do, but that sounds that sounds probably about right. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. So everybody who's uh, listening to this uh, uh, broadcast right now certainly, I'm sure, wants to send out their appreciation for you taking the time and committing yourself to this process. I was uh, going through your background, and, and as I was reading it, I understand that you actually accepted the Lord as your uh, Savior when you were 14. Is that right? That's about right. Yeah, that's about how old I was. Yeah. So you were you were young when you came into the faith. Actually, I I really had a head start in many respects because I was born into the family of a pastor, and I heard the gospel many many times and probably had some preliminary experiences before I truly understood it for myself at that age. 
<clears throat> so I was blessed to be brought up in a Christian home with with the message of the gospel very, very familiar to me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We've had a unique request. We've actually never had this request before, so I'm going to respond to it right away. And that's uh, Kevin, one of our listeners, wanted to know how to get a hold of some of Billy's music. That's a lot of our in and out music. So I'm going to give you kind of like three or four ways to do it. Okay, the first one is you do a really funny dance over a marshmallow. That won't do it, but boy, if somebody got that on tape, it'd be funny. You can go to what's called Reverb Nation, Reverb, R-E-V-E-R-B, Nation.com, and it's the Billy Spoon Band, so that might help you there. Plus, the Billy Spoon Band is on Facebook. Plus, you can uh, get the music off of Amazon.com, so you, Billy Spoon Band, and then uh, I think he also has it on Apple. So those are a couple of different ways. If you have any problems from there, let me know, and then I'll get you a bootleg copy. No, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, okay. Actually, I wrote one of the songs that he's, that's on this thing, but I'm not telling anybody which one because it doesn't matter. Uh, here we go. What leader... Of uh, Israel, so there's all these people in the Old Testament. What leader amongst all these leaders of Israel in the Old Testament uh, is one of the most mentioned people, 740 mentions, and he helped Israel in the beginning of the nation. What leader, the only hint I'm going to give you is he wouldn't be that far off if you were thinking the Three Stooges. Uh, here you go. Our number here, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send a uh, email, david at hemustincrease.org. Like I said, that doesn't have anything. Just saying. Kevin said he's not dancing. Not going to dance over the marshmallow. Swell. No marshmallow music for you. That's all. Uh, here's ready for the joke. Uh, ready for the joke. Right. Now, now I told a joke like this. This was the first time I told a joke like this, and somebody got offended. This is the first type of joke like this. I'm telling another one like this. If you get offended, change the channel. <laughs> it's just—it's so much easier to say that, isn't it? Just, check, just check out CKLW in Detroit, Michigan, 55 years ago. All right, here we go. Uh, the 95-year-old woman, a 95-year-old woman was at a nursing home and received a visit from one of her fellow church members. How are you feeling, Mary? No, no relationship to our Mary. How are you feeling, Mary? The visitor asked. Oh, said the lady. I'm just worried sick. What are you worried about, dear? Her friend asked. You look like you're in good health. They take, they're taking good care of you here, aren't you? She says, oh, yeah, they're taking great care of me. She said, well, are you in any pain? She goes, no, I hardly ever have pain, hardly ever in my life. Well, well what are you worried about, her friend asked. The lady leaned back in her rocking chair and slowly explained her major worry. 
Every close friend I ever had has already died and gone to heaven, and I'm afraid they're all wondering where I went. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> like, where's Mary? <laughs> Come on, folks. Go to the bank. Take out a loan. <laughs> okay. All right. So our trivia question, back to it, uh, is what leader in uh, the Old Testament uh, led the nation uh, Israel, kind of led them in the very beginning, uh, was a major, major, major component in the Old Testament, mentioned often in the New Testament, 740 mentions. That's a lot of mentions, just to let you know. And the only hint you get is the Three Stooges. you got to figure it out from there. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org, and we are going to go back to our text. Am I missing anything? That was a pretty good joke, wasn't it? Eh. <laughs> you know, Captain Chris, <laughs> I didn't buzz you. Well, that's true. So I guess from that sense, it's a success. I did not get pulled off the set. We didn't do the gong show. You know, we should get a gong. That's a great idea. We should. Do we have a gong? You don't have one, do you? Find if you can find a gong. Let me know. Remember the gong show? Let hear me. Let me hear the bell. Nah, now you need the gong where the guy goes, you know, and they, okay. All right, let's go back to this. Back to the text. Here we go. So this is Stephen. We just talked about this. Stephen's, I mean, he's, this is this is one of the great, I, I think it gets skipped a lot because, you know, everybody's, you know, they're, they're impressed that he sees Jesus. But go through the whole thing. It's really quite amazing. So it, he says in verse 56, he says, he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man st standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Verse 57, they put their hands over their ears and drowning out his voice with their shouts, they rushed at him. And they dragged him out of the city. So we're going to have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question. And then we're going to come back to that and think about this scene. This is so, it's so vivid. It's incredible. But let's have the person answer the trivia question first. Go ahead and send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Just talking to Fred today. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Now, this, I... is, this is not a tough one, but it's an important one. What leader took Israel out, kind of connected to the Three Stooges, 740 mentions, which is quite a few, third most mentioned in the Bible. Who is that? Uh, that, that sounds, that sounds that, just like Moses. That is correct, sir! It is Moses. So it's really interesting for people that they don't know this, but it's really fascinating that Jesus is the most mentioned, then King David, and then Moses. Those are the three number one named people in the Bible. Isn't that fascinating? Awesome, that awesome, fascinating. awesome. I love it. Love it. Me too, brother. Thank you so much. Right. Great job. God bless you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Excellent work. Okay. And some people say, why do you say work when they, when they do the trade? It's work. We're, we're, working, we're working to know and to know and to understand and to grow. All right, so I want to go back to this. So Stephen, guy's done nothing wrong. Everybody knows he's just declared – he just literally told the history of Israel, you know, all the way through. You know, actually pick, pick it up, the beating with Abraham, go all the way through. 
Now he's, he's just reiterating. Then he tells them, you guys are stubborn. It's like, you guys are, you're deaf. They're the Holy Spirit. You resist him forever. So verse 57, they put their hands over their ears and drowning out his voice with their shouts, they rushed at him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> that's not fun. I mean, this is terrible, right? All the guy is doing is proclaiming. He hasn't physically hurt anybody. He hasn't done anything but make proclamation. And then he tells them, look, I see Jesus. And they absolutely lose their cookies. And I'm not kidding. They, they put their hands over their ears, okay? And they start screaming to drown out his voice by shouting. They're like, they're freaking out. And then they go and they grab him and drag him out of the city, and they begin to stone him. They're throwing rocks at the guy because the guy saw Jesus. Like, wow. Right? It's just so powerful. So here, we're going to get to the prayer part uh, on, on the return, but here, all this guy has done is made proclamation of the gospel. He's the first actual martyr, obviously outside of Christ, in the in the Christian church. And what a powerful testimony. And these people absolutely lose it like they lost it with Jesus. And they, they stone him. And then it says this in the rest of the verse. The official witnesses took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. And now, as you understand, Saul is being introduced into the, into the narrative of the book of Acts. We're not done with Stephen yet, but Saul's being introduced because now the Bible is making this enormous shift. And what I want you to understand, if you can kind of like pull back just a little and be, instead of just being uh, too up close, pull back a little bit like you're in a helicopter, pull it back. Okay. So in the beginning, in the beginning of the church, Acts chapter 1, Jesus is there. Then the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happens, and then the apostles become, quote-unquote, energized, which would be a fair statement. And then from that is a tremendous amount of growth. We get to the point where that growth is so explosive that they're having some actual functionality issues. And then we get to the seven deacons that are appointed. The seven deacons are appointed, and we're following this deacon. This is one of the deacons, Stephen. We're going to follow Philip. He's another deacon. But also right between Philip and Stephen is the introduction to Saul. Saul is a church destroyer that God is going to use to become a church builder. But it's all this portrait that the Lord is drawing for us to see. Starts with Jesus, then the apostles are empowered, and then they start they plant the church and they in the sense of its uh, substantial growth in its in its centra- centrality. And then as that grows, the deacons become key issues. Here's Stephen, one of the first deacons, being the first actual martyr of the church. Saul is now introduced. Next week we're going to look at Philip being introduced. But as we look at this, we see the the narrative, the story unfolding before our eyes, how it starts in Jerusalem. And then it's into Samaria, and then it's into the 
utmost places of the world, and that's the picture that we're looking at. So I want you to catch this and catch what's going on. They heard the gospel. They freaked out, and they rushed to this guy and started to stone him to kill him. Just like, wow. When we come back, we'll look at that prayer that he prayed. He prayed two prayers that are just life-changing and that I wish in my Christian faith I walked in one-tenth. Okay? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God, and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in... I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will and if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I do have an update from Eric. And that is a very good update. So I just want everybody to be aware of that, that although she is sore and tender and hurt, there's nothing broken, and the nail that uh, went into her hand did very little damage and should heal quickly. Uh, and then he said, now we're off to the pharmacy. <laughs> so just keep them in prayer, but very good news indeed, and we love that. We love that. It was nothing more intense than that, and her recovery should be quick. Exactly what we're praying for, and keep praying that way as well. All right, here you go. Here's your next trivia question. Now, you guys should I'm, – I'm, I'm not going to chide anybody but you guys should know this is that fair to say that what psalm usually assumed to have been written by david talks about god knowing him before his birth so you have a one in 150 shot okay all right okay that's that's pretty broad all right, so it's, it's somewhere between 130 and 150. How about that? That narrows it down to 20. What psalm, usually assumed to have been written by David, talks about God knowing him before his birth? If you think you know the answer, uh, before we even get in it, uh, you can uh, call in, which somebody's already doing. <laughs> 972-445-0770. You can also text in while you still have a chance, 214-210-8483, or you can send an email. That's going to take a lot longer, uh, david at hemustincrease.org. So uh, just letting you know that. All right. So uh, anyway, you still have that chance. Were they answering or just calling in for a pizza? Pizza? Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, close enough. All right. So there you go. So we'll go back to that question in a second. But before we do, we have some very important things to tell you. Uh, History. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's not that important. Well, one part is. But okay, go ahead. Let's play history. Let's go. All right, so for those that do not know, today is National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. So what are we saying there? Did you bring any today? No. It would have melted between the time it was in my house and got into my car. So I'd still eat it. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, today is also Donald Duck Day. For those that do not know, Donald Duck, the cartoon character, makes his film debut with the release of The Little Wise Hen. Uh, this is the date that Disney, when it was Disney, before it became semi-demonic, uh, was given. This given is the date that was given for Donald's birthday. And the one thing I can do is the Donald Duck sneeze. I did it one year ago. I will do it again. Ready for the Donald sneeze? Ready? 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 Right? That's good, right? Is that pretty good? I'm going home. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. (laughs) That's the only thing I can do. Uh, In 1978 on this day, uh, the Gutenberg Bible, the first uh, book produced using the printing press, there is one of 21 complete versions. One of the versions sold for $2.4 million. That was in 78. Do you know what that's worth now? See? Hold on to your Bibles. 
<laughs> That's what it should teach you. Uh, 1973, the Horse Secretariat won the Triple Crown. And then 1943, income tax withholding. Income tax withholding law is signed by United States President Franklin D. Roosevelt, requiring employers to collect taxes from their employees. Okay, so that's the history. There you go on that. Uh, We're getting ready to go back into the teach, but I will offer up the trivia question one more time. What psalm usually assumed to have been written by David? Talks about God knowing him before his birth. Okay? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Somewhere between Psalm 130 and 150. So I'm going to give you. Uh, the text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. Plus, we want to send you to the website, which I've been failing to do uh, quite a bit. Uh, bottom line on the website is money, and then there's money, and then money. So figure it out from a money point of view. Check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Yeah, that, that's me right there. <laughs> Only I'm going down, not coming back up. Uh, okay. Uh, a couple quick updates just to keep you. Um, uh, everybody should know. I, I did have contact with my professor for my uh, defense. Uh, the initial contact wasn't great. The follow-up contacts were much better, which made me feel a lot better. I am nine weeks away. Okay, so I said eight weeks the other day. It's nine weeks. Okay, I was, yeah. Actually, it depends on when they actually schedule the actual oral defense. Uh, I can just have them listen to the show. Okay, uh, the ministry needs uh, prayer for direction. We're not trying to do anything except for what the Lord wants us, just like what you guys function and say, I want to do what the Lord wants. That's what we want. And so uh, that has to do with expansion and different parts of our ministry and what we're doing. We want to make sure to do it right and to do it wisely. So we would appreciate any and all prayers, okay? All right, there you go. All right, uh, that done, that done. Okay, I told you which psalm, and then I'm going to the teaching. This is going to be a very intense little teaching here, so get ready. Uh, What psalm, usually assumed to have been written by King David, talks about God knowing him before his birth? Okay, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So, I, I wanted you to, as best as I can, without ruining Scripture, because my goal is to communicate what it says, and then uh, kind of like the Levites did uh, or the priests did, just give additional insights maybe to give you an ability to grasp or to apply. I mean, that's—in that's, other words, when we're teaching Scripture, I'm not telling you this is the only thing it can mean. It must mean this. It must be this. I mean, people that do that, are you got to be a little careful because the, the depth of the Lord's Word is grand, and our explanations are okay. So you can't really have okay, fully defined grand. So that's all I'm trying to say. So after we take this color, we're going to answer the trivia question. I'm going to come back and just kind of walk you through as I see it and why it's pertinent to us and how it applies to us and what it is we need to notice about it. Okay? But first, somebody wants to answer the trivia question, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
This is Brother Don. Hey, Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing good. It's hot out there. It is hot. Yeah, I got to tell you. <laughs> and in our house, it might be a little hotter than some houses because we got nothing but fans all around. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm working on my fence outside. I'm trying to repair a oh. wooden fence. That... It really needs to be replaced. But I don't have the money to do it right now, but uh, it's looking pretty good. You know, hey. Good job there. That's good. I could never replace a fence. I can barely replace uh, uh, the soda in my refrigerator, let alone a fence. <laughs> I mean, you can I struggle with that. So I'm, I'm impressed. I'm way, way, way down on the list of capabilities there. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Now, this psalm, usually assumed, and rightly so, by the way, uh, having been written by David, talks about God knowing him before his birth. Which psalm is it? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I knew it immediately, but Jerry said, no, I'm not sure. So I went to go sit down, and I said, well, I'm, I've got my Bible right there. So I looked, and it was 139. That is correct, sir! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get so excited when I can remember things. You know, when you get my age, it just kind of, woo. <laughs> 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 you just you're just happy to remember it. I know it's that psalm. I don't know everything about it, but I know it's that psalm. Good job, yeah. man. Excellent right. work. Yeah. You have a blessed day, brother. All right, you too. Stay stay cool. Don't don't stay too far out there, okay? Make well, sure Well, I have a pool right there, and so I kind of go out and in and in and out and That's whatever. You know, and... That's the way to oh. do it. Good job. All right. God bless, Bye. bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. Excellent work. Okay. And you got to feel for it because he's out there working on a fence. Like, really? Got a pool, though. Well, I know, but he's working on a fence. I'm telling you. I between When we were trying to put this air thing in, listen to this. So we're trying to put this thing in, okay? Now, now you have to understand that, Noelle, we, you know, we have a super, super, super good relationship because I'm right when I'm right and she's right when she's right. But when we're both, like, just lost— so I'm outside pushing the one thing in, and she's pushing it the other way, and we're you know you almost like bust out laughing, and the dogs are in between us trying to help, which is absolutely no help at all. Let me just say I must have lost five pounds standing outside trying to push the thing. It was like, well, it's not doing a lot, but I feel like I'm losing weight. All right, so anyway, uh, let's go back into the text. Uh, if we covered everything, you know, we have to do our DNA. So you got to make sure I, I, I exit out. So, Or if I go long, make me do the DNA or I'll, I'll be sad. Okay, so here you go. We're picking up the story from what happened. Remember, here is Stephen. This is the end of Stephen in the sense of in the text. You'll see him when you get to heaven. So you can talk to him about it then. Okay, but here in the text, here's what we've got. All right, so Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward to heaven and saw the glory of God and saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and drowning out his voice with their shouts, they rushed at him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the official witnesses took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, as they stoned him, while it's happening, folks, as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees, shouting 
Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. So, okay, this is like, now he's not dead now in the sense that he's, he's, he's in heaven. Like I said, when you get there, you can talk about the story. But look at what happened. He just tells him, you know, look, Jesus, he, Jesus is the answer. Full of the Holy Spirit, he sees the Father and the Son, because that's really a big part of this. Then he tells him, look, the heavens are open. The Son of Man is standing in the place of honor next to, the, next to God the Father. And they put their hands over their ears, and they drown out his voice, and they rush at him, and they drag him, and they begin to stone him. They're throwing rocks at this guy. And as they're stoning him, Stephen prays two prayers. Number one, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. It's like, you know what that prayer is? I just want to go home. I just want to be where I know I'm supposed to be. Now, every one of us has, has somewhat prayed that between, <laughs> between the original time we said yes and different variations. But the important part is to understand in the worst of it, while it's going on. Stephen has something that we miss quite often. You know what he wants in the middle of this all going on? He just wants to be closer to Jesus. It doesn't, it's not looking at, Lord, make them stop. No, no, no. Lord, I hope I get big rewards for this. <laughs> no, no. He goes, Lord, take me in. More of you. More of you in my life. It's just like amazing. All right, we're going to take our break and come back. And when we come back, we'll do our DNA, and then I'll talk about the other prayer, which is the hardest part of this whole process. But we'll take our break here and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background David Spoon has that too You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On the phone with us today, our privilege to have Kirk Cameron, who is uh, coordinating the uh, conference for Love Worth Fighting For, a marriage event. Kirk, are you with us? I'm here. I'm glad. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show. It's my privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad you're joining us. I got to tell you, uh, here's something that uh, nobody knows in all the world except for my wife. When you did the movie Fireproof in uh, the 2008 period, it is the only movie in my entire life, and I'm in that post-50 category. It's the only movie in my entire life that I gave to other friends as long as I've been alive because I thought it would be beneficial for their marriage. It was truly an inspirational movie that... Uh, in my marriage, it's a great marriage. It just encouraged me to make it that much greater. Oh, man, that, that, that's great to hear. That, that encourages me a lot. And uh, I've heard other people have, have said that as well. And, um, you know, my hat goes off to the guys who wrote the script and the church.
church that made the movie, and I was uh, I was really honored to be a part of it. Yeah, you did a great job, man. I really got to tell you, I mean, I know I know there's uh, you got uh, things that you grow up with, and you did things, but that kind of stuff uh, where you have an opportunity and you were able to play a character that really conveys. Hey, at times in marriage, there's a struggle, but there's this uh, promise from the Lord. There's this capacity from the Lord to have a marriage that gets better and better as long as you're in it and not sitting on the outside watching it. Right, right on, man. I, I often say that marriage never fails. Marriages do not fail. People fail. Um, God made the universe. Uh, he made it perfect, and uh, we introduced some sin, selfishness, death, destruction into it, and we do the same with marriage. It's perfect, and then we allow bitterness, unforgiveness uh, to creep in and stay there. So what, 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 what the Love Worth Fighting For event is all about, what Fireproof is all about, and, and by the way, Love Worth Fighting For, uh, our marriage event, grew out of the Fireproof movie. It basically takes the movie and turns it into a live event, and we bring it to your church, and we talk about those kind of things, is how to resurrect a marriage that has been um, damaged by selfishness and by bitterness. And where do you find joy and hope and healing? Uh, God gives us the capacity for those things, and we talk about where you find it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. By the way, that clip from uh, uh, Kirk Cameron, that's a really good thing. If you guys are having, if you're in a marriage and struggling, Fireproof as a movie is an excellent movie. I mean, I'm just telling you, I, I know it's old, it's dated, whatever. Principle's the same, work's the same. If, if, if a husband and wife are struggling, they would sit down and watch that. I, I promise you it will make an impact. I mean, there is no, I don't have, I'm not getting enough for it. You just try, you, you watch and see. It's like saying, you know, this water will cool you off if you're hot. Okay. Uh, and then we did have somebody call in, and I just want to answer this real question, question real quickly so everybody can understand. So in the beginning of every Bible is the list of all the different books. There are 39 books listed in the Old Testament. There are 27 books listed in the New Testament. Most people are concentrating in the New Testament somewhere between Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, and then they know about Paul's stuff, like up to Philemon, maybe even to Hebrews. But after Hebrews, there's James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, Jude, and Revelation. And so it's important that those letters, those books in the Bible, the 27 of the New Testament, these last portions, and what they're actually called, for those that don't know, is uh, you've got the Gospels, you have the Acts, then you have what's called the Pauline epistles, or the Paulinian epistles. That depends on whether you're really, you know, from the East or from the West, I suppose. But uh, the Paulinian epistles, and then you have what uh, Hebrews, because nobody knows who wrote Hebrews. Then you have the general epistles, and that's James, Peter, and John uh, doing the general epistles, although it's not the James, the original James. This is James, the Lord's brother, James. And then you have Jude also, who was uh, a brother of the Lord. So you got two brothers of the Lord, and then you have uh, Peter and John fixed in between. The John who wrote those is the same John who wrote Revelation and the Gospel. So I'm just trying to make sure you make all these connections. So John actually wrote 
the Gospel of John, then he wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and Revelation. So he wrote quite a bit. You know, people are not often aware of that. So that's where those things are if you're having a hard time finding them. If you look in your Bible, if your Bible for some reason does not contain that, get another Bible. I will send you a Bible. I have so many Bibles. I will send you one. Tell me what version I'll send it. I have it. <laughs> That's sad. All right. So because of time, we're not going to be able to do our last trivia question. You're just going to have to – but I don't want you to miss this. This is really, really important. We do have our DNA, so let's do our DNA. Our DNA, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Spend time with God every day. I was just reading in my devotions this morning about Jesus separating himself for prayer. That's what you need to do. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you're sensitive to what the Lord wants and you're aware that other people exist. I mean, it's just the nicest way to put it. Other people exist, and their needs matter, too. Okay, so in this very last section, we've gone through this whole thing pretty well, but I want to make sure to nail this last part down. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So in the worst of it, at the worst of it, he wants more of Jesus. And as he, the Bible says, and he fell to his knees shouting because he knew this was it. I mean, he was going out. He knew exit time right here. He says, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Okay? Very powerful. The example, just like Jesus, right? The proper response for Christians when people are throwing rocks is more of you, Lord, and please don't charge them. They are, they're clueless. Don't throw this against them so that they depart. And to help us with human compassion, which is very difficult when people are throwing rocks at you, I will remind you of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And I'm just going to read the first few words of each of these translations. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. For we were, That's translation one. Translation two, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Uh, number three, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Berean study Bible. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Literal Bible. Because to us, the wrestling is not against blood and flesh. King James, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. New King James, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And see, you can't miss this, right? And then Americans, New American Standard, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The way that you can be compassionate to somebody who's throwing rocks at you and the way that you can handle that is to first ask for more of the Lord. Receive me, Lord. I need you now. I need you in me. I need you to fill me up. And then number two, Lord, forgive them. And if you need to figure out how you can forgive them, of course that comes through the Lord. But also be aware, the biggest struggle is mostly not through people. Most often, it's demonic power operating through people's flesh. That's just the truth. And what you hear on the news when you're hearing lies, well, I don't know if Satan's the father of lies. What do you think the connection is? Think, well, that only happens on the liberal side of things. You're dreaming. You're dreaming. It happens in humanity. It happens in mankind. And people are excellent liars. They make a living at it. It's like, wow. Right? So you look at Stephen, you look at this life, the guy witnesses to the truth, he gets in trouble because he shares the truth, amazing, right? Because all he's doing is he's not doing anything except for speaking. They freak out, they physically, they attack him, they kill him. 
And in the process, at the height of this whole thing, he's like, receive my spirit. I want to be, I need to be with you now, Lord. And Lord, don't charge them. They don't know, they don't even know what's going on. They're clueless. And then right there, as that ends, in the in the break in the Greek, it doesn't have the chapter eight verse one in the Greek writing. That la- that first verse in chapter in chapter uh, eight verse one is part of the upper text, and it says Saul was one of the officials witnessing at the killing of Stephen. That's the second time in Acts that Saul is mentioned, and the reason is because of how big of a player he's going to be. And I'll leave you with this. God took a person who was trying to destroy the church and used that same person to build it. Now, answer this question and you'll be okay. Who's in charge? Get it? All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, each time you see you, just my freedom at the cost of the sea. What else can I do? The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.